Welcome to Jumping with Jackson. I'm Jackson. I am your host. I'm a stand-up comic, poet, and skydiver with cerebral palsy. And I'm Tyler Morris. I'm a former comic, former Marine, current Lyft driver, and producer of this show. And the goal of this show is for me to take my talented friends uh, all the way to the drop zone, throw them out of an airplane, interview them on the way to the drop zone, and after they've had this amazing experience. And don't worry, everybody. They're going to be fine. It's actually more dangerous driving to the drop zone than while we're actually jumping. <laughs> so everybody will be all right. But hey, for the first episode, no guests, just me and Jackson. And there were some technical difficulties, guys. Uh, we, we didn't, didn't push start. <laughs> and so we don't have video driving to the drop zone. But uh, we still think it's good. I think you guys are going to enjoy. So yeah, enjoy. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Well, welcome to the first episode of Jumping with Jackson. I'm Jackson. And I am Tyler. And today is going to be our first episode, which means I get to be the host because Jackson's Jackson's getting thrown from the plane. I am the subject this time. Yeah, so he can't be the host, so that's going to be my job today. Also, we met in film school, if that wasn't apparent by this project existing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... It's really the, the origin story of the whole thing. Uh, it all started way uh, back when. Way back in film school at San Francisco State in a third world cinema class. We both laughed at a super inappropriate part of a movie where literally no one in the class except for us was laughing. And we became friends. That is how it happened. Jackson invited me to come check out his stand-up comedy at the SF Depot, yep. NSF State, and that was how I got hooked on comedy. I started coming to the comedy shows, and then Jackson knew I was gonna get, I was, I was bit by the bug. Yeah, I was like, oh, he'll he'll do this pretty soon, and so I kept. He kept, uh, you know, helping me get to shows. Oh, I have a show in Alameda. He'd give me a ride. And, you know, we uh, then he started performing, and we started hitting mics together. And I was like, oh, yeah, stand-up comedy buddies. And Yeah. Then about a year after of doing that, okay, dog, dog, so we have a dog in the car here. Dog on my lap while I'm driving. Not enough distractions. <laughs> anyway, about a year into doing that, uh, I was a Marine reservist. And I got called up to go to Afghanistan, and we wanted, we wanted, we wanted to jump before he left because I was like, hey, we should jump before you die. I mean, if you die, we should jump before you. Because we talked about doing it, we wanted to do it, but yeah. I ended up going to Afghanistan and we didn't get to do it. Uh, but when I got back from Afghanistan, I, had, you know, guys have a bunch of money; they buy all kinds of crazy things. So cars, instead of buying a car or a boat or something else, what did you do? I bought my skydiving license. <laughs> Good investment. Good investment. And so then my birthday rolls around, and uh, we decide to go skydiving on my birthday for the first time. Yeah, because Jackson's one of my friends who, he'll actually go. Yeah, it was like, I kept looking for people. I was like, who wants to go skydiving? Who wants to go skydiving? And people were like, man, yeah, but man. And I was like, oh, and you'll actually go. Yeah. And so... I, I was out of excuses, so I yeah. rolled him up and took him, and Jackson freaking loved it. Yeah, and then we went again on my birthday, like one or two years later, um, and so this will be my third jump, and the idea of this show is actually, for me, it's actually the idea of enabling people who wouldn't go skydiving to go skydiving. 
I really like the idea of taking my talented friends and throwing them out of an airplane yeah. and then interviewing them right when we land. Seeing what they get out of it. Like, that's going to be such a great thing. And when I talk to people about it, they get really excited. And then I'm like, oh, this is going to work. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. Because so this is, this is part one of episode one. And we are driving. We are currently right now on the freeway driving to the drop zone. We're going to be there in 19 minutes. And then yes. Jackson's going to take a jump and we're going to do part two. Yes. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. That's what we're doing today. We're going We're going jumping, man. Right now. Right fucking now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I, I absolutely love skydiving. It's meditative and peaceful and exhilarating in all the things. So many good things. And, yeah, if you haven't gone, um, go skydiving. That's, uh... That's the thing is that, uh, you know, where I think we're going in the wider picture in the longer term is to extend the skydiving analogy here. Sure. I think that uh, a lot of people have things in their lives that they're just not doing. That they would love to do. That's the thing. Like, skydiving is a thing. they can do. That yeah. There's nothing in the way. Like, oh, oh, you would love to do this and you just haven't yet? Do the thing. Go do it. No matter how, no matter how difficult something is... It's never as hard as thinking about doing it, waiting, and wishy-washy, and blah, blah, blah. Like, doing the thing will never be that difficult. You can just go do the thing, and it's actually going to be easier than you thought. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, no matter how easy something is, it's always easier not to. Uh, that's Jack, one of Jackson's mottos. <laughs> it's a, that's a Jacksonism. Uh, that's Jackson's my least favorite motto of Jackson's. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I like. I just thought of it. It's like it's just still, something that is fundamentally true. I still don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> no, like the truth sometimes sucks. Like it's that's part of the annoying thing about true that's, things. That's the thing is that I think that. You know, for me, the cure to, you know, we were talking about this last night, the cure to depression or the antidote to depression, however you want to talk about it. I like antidote better. Sure. The, that is, the, the answer there is to get up and go do stuff. Yeah. Go do things. You have to go do things. And if you don't, if you, if you give in to that, doing nothing is easier, then you're going to stay. You're going to stay stagnant. And, you know, from my family, we have a hist long history of depression. And, you know, there's a bunch of people taking pills and not doing stuff. Well, I mean, like, there there are people who they, they take the pills and those help them. I mean, like, medication, like, however you get through the day, if it, if it facilitates you living a better life, great. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Because, like, really, it's just how do you get through your life and have the best life you can. And for some people, it's smoking a ton of weed. For some people, it's drinking too much. For some people, it's, uh, you know, taking antidepressants. For some people, it's jumping out of airplanes. But however you get through your life, whatever makes you go, like, no, nah, I'm going to get up in the morning and live my best life. Like, okay, do that. Like, life is way too long and way too terrible too often to not find a way to get joy out of it. And however you find that, that's cool. Like, I... Yeah, I guess my concern, you don't want to... You don't want to be having your head in the stand. You don't want to be missing opportunities. You don't want to live the best life that you're living. And a lot of the reason why we look down on, on alcohol and things like that is because they're taking you're, you're cutting out your own opportunities you're taking opportunities oops away from yourself yeah so missed our turn <laughs> whoops <laughs> yeah I mean I do I do understand the idea of like oh I got so hung over that I couldn't do the thing the next day or like I got I got really messed up so that I didn't have to deal with my stuff yeah, you know yeah and like 
I think that there's a fine line sometimes between uh, intoxication to help you through a tough situation and intoxication to ignore. Because when you're ignoring it, it's always going to be there. Like It's going to sneak up on you, and that's yeah. when you're going to really get bit. Because yeah. you're going to be continuing to run. I always have this image in my head of, of kind of the thing I want to avoid, which is you know living your life with trying to sort of push back the pain and trying to keep it off and trying to trying to you know wipe it off of you constantly and like it seems to me like that's a formula for constantly being in pain yeah that that the other alternative of going through it and immerging yourself in it and like living it and like all right let's feel it let's go that usually seems to like you were saying it's not avoidance it gets you through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in our society that kind of teaches us to muddle through and pretend to be normal. Yeah. And like, that's not healthy. Like, if you're if you're going through some stuff and you don't have people to talk to, you're not gonna get better. Um, doesn't have to be a therapist. It can be. Uh, but you know, is like, I for were you the one that told me about the five people thing? Uh, there was a survey that went around that asked, uh, how many people do you have in your life that you could talk to about really serious stuff and they would have your back? And it was, uh, zero to five was the, like they were looking at, like, is it, is it zero? Is it five or more than five? And the most common answer was zero. Now that wasn't, you know, that was the, the largest chunk, which is tragic, um, but a lot of people only have one or two people. Or, yeah. yeah. And, like, I have found for my own personal being, diversifying how many people I lean on is really helpful. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's like, oh, I'm leaning a little bit too hard on this person uh, for X, Y, or Z. Let me, like, diversify my my social weight, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's really helpful. And, like, I think that's why I've gravitated towards comedy and poetry. Because then it, like, it also diversifies, like, what I talk about in those those realms even though there's a ton of overlap yeah but yeah i think that i think that's an important part of remaining well is uh is having a wide swath of things and people that help support you and keep you um in a good headspace yeah because it's very easy especially with social media to just flip through your social media and be like oh everyone's living a better life than me because that's what we post. Yeah, and then that, po- that depressed thought of uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be a burden, so I'm just not going to participate in any socialness because I'm a burden on people. Right. I can't show up if I'm sad. Yeah. That's a really common thing with depression. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm too sad, and I'm going to make people more sad if I show up. Yeah. We should get away from talking about depression. <laughs> right. What else are you going to talk about? We should uh, talk about death. We talk about mothers. Uh, talk about I mean right because those are both super upbeat uh, <laughs> that yeah. is upbeat to me <laughs> which is which is kind of I mean we're still circling back to depression oh <laughs> uh, that's funny <laughs> yeah. yeah um but okay so like for me uh like m- my life I've I've lived quite an interesting life and I'm like okay I'm not old, but I'm definitely older than I thought I'd be before I died. Yeah. Which is an interesting place to be. I'm like, nah, I, like, I just thought, like, oh, yeah, no, I, I thought I'd be dead by now. Like, 
just like as a kid, I was like, wow, that's a, that's a long way off. And I'm like, oh no, I'm going to die of old age. Like now I realize like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it a long way. Like that's a, that's actually way scarier. Like dying is for dying. cowards. Like living, living a long life is the truly brave thing. Like, it's true. That's like my first tattoo. Started out die trying and I was like 20, whatever. And I, I thought that was so stupid now. I changed it to anyone can die trying. Because in my head, life takes surrender. You have to surrender to the work that you have to do in order to really live. Yeah. You have to surrender to those obstacles. You have to surrender. And by surrender, I don't mean give in to them. I mean surrender to the fact that you have to overcome them. Right. <laughs> like, you have, to, you have to do that. There's no getting out of doing that. Well, uh, one of the funnier things is, like, the only, the only thing that will last forever is entropy. And so, like, anything we do takes effort to maintain. Everything, yeah. Uh, and so, like, it's easier to be sad. It's easier to be down because all you have to do is wait for life to get worse, and it will. Yeah, do nothing. Uh, do nothing, and that you'll end up in that situation. Like, yeah. yeah, entropy will always win. It's the only thing that will last forever. I never thought about it like that. That's fucking brutally smart. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is why I'm like lighthearted stuff. Let's. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's. True. I mean, I, uh, I like that. It makes. I mean, it, it ties into what we're kind of doing here with, uh, with, jump, motherfuckers. Yeah. Jump. Find the find the thing you want to do that you haven't done that you really are like. I I would love to do this, and, and, and you find, totally could. And, and the only person stopping you is you. And sure, find someone. Finds like reach out to people. Be like, hey, I want to do this. Uh, even if all you're doing is telling thirty or sixty people, hey, I want to do this thing. I mean, that's how I got into comedy. I told... You I created You created a social pressure for yourself. <laughs> right. And, like, I wanted to do that because I was like, no, this is something I want to do. But if I tell people, and then they call me out on it, and I was like, well, I did it. So, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. You know? That you cr created the situation where if you didn't do it, you knew that you would feel like you would... Yeah, I hate that thing, too. If I say I'm going to do something and I don't do it, oh, I feel so... Right. Oh, I feel icky. I just feel... Yeah, it's something that really bothers me. If I say I'm gonna do something, I fucking do it. And I, you know, sometimes I'm not perfect, but you yeah. know, really going and going out like like making the video game. Yeah, it took me years to do it. I have a mobile game. And I ended up programming it myself, but I said I was gonna do it. I said I was gonna do it. I said I was gonna do it. And then I went and I did it. And I failed. And I failed. And I failed. And I succeeded enough. Now it's on the App Store. It exists. Arc yeah. Zombies. It's a thing. Yeah. But I had to fail. I had to still jump. It was still going and making the thing, going and doing the thing, making it wrong, making it broken. That was oops. That was uh, that was still jumping. That was still going and doing the thing, even though I wasn't fully equipped. I didn't fully know. I was I didn't have all my ducks in a row. Right. But well, I still just jumped. And when things are new, you're never going to be fully ready for them. Yeah. Like you'll always you'll always have an easier time the next go around. And it's iterate. You got to iterate. Um keep doing the thing. Yeah. But uh, the, the main thing is it's like one of the phrases I really like that I use a lot is um you're already out of the plane. Yeah. Is like you've already started doing the thing. You're just perfecting it now, iterating and perfecting. But most people's biggest trouble is getting out of the damn plane, jumping, initiating, starting doing. Once you started doing, like once I started doing stand-up comedy, that was that. 
It was just like Just a matter of how much You and I were gonna do it Yeah Like It's just a matter of How many times a week We were gonna hit stages It was, it was after the first time And yeah Yeah uh, it, like, it felt good It felt it really does. good I love I love being on stage Like it's my favorite place Because I'm good at it And I can I I don't have to struggle To like Keep people's attention I don't have to Like all the There's a bunch of social stuff That I just don't have to deal with When I'm on stage And I'm like Yeah this is great I get to I get to talk about things I get to make people laugh Like there's nothing There's no better feeling Than making people laugh Especially yeah. strangers uh, I remember doing a show um, uh, Down in like I think it was Orange County And I did my miracle joke And this guy comes up to me afterwards And goes Hey man I didn't want to laugh But that was funny and I was like, wow, that's the most hostile compliment I've gotten, and I really appreciated it. I didn't want to laugh, but you made me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like when you tickle someone. They're like, I didn't want to laugh. It's like, yeah, I made you laugh. Oh, man. It's like the reason I'm not performing now, doing all that Afghanistan material. Laughter's, laughter's a magic thing, man. I think, I think it helped. It got me... To a space where, and right now, all the material I'm working on is mom stuff. Yeah. And like, I yeah. think it's it's like therapy. And the, the culmination to that therapy is sharing it publicly and making somebody else laugh. Right. Like, like I used to do that joke where I talked about things like stories I couldn't tell. Right. And I would. One of the punchlines was, "Oh yeah, I once spent a day watching two people burn." And like That's a real story Yeah This is a real story That really happened And it was Extremely difficult For me to deal with Like when I came home From Afghanistan I didn't like eating uh, I didn't like being around Grilling meat Like open fire and meat Yeah Didn't like being around it I didn't tell anyone either Makes sense I just started dating a vegan (laughs) (laughs) That's funny but it's I mean, true too. <laughs> but you live in San Francisco, so your chances of dating a vegan yeah, yeah. were pretty high. Pretty high, yeah. You could throw a, throw a rock down the street, and you're probably gonna hit one of them. <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, do you know of any good uh, vegan restaurants? Like, yeah, I live in San Francisco, and I date women living in San Francisco. I know some good vegan restaurants. Yeah, I know where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're around. How about any restaurant that has vegan options? Plenty yeah. of them. But yeah, you know, it took me a while before I got to the point where I was writing jokes about that stuff. And then once it was funny and I could talk about it in public, I was like, oh, I'm over it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm set. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's, it is funny, too, because, like, uh, most of my best poetry can't, is, the, is the flip side of a good joke. Like, I'll have a, I'll have a really good joke about something super dark. And then, then go into the darkness And that's the poet Yeah And it's like Oh that's cool Because it's like Both sides of the same story um, yeah, That was one of the things I was really excited about When you started doing the poetry That yeah. uh, I th- I'm re- I, I think it's going to make Your comedy better Because of that Yeah And, and it, you'll be able to go Just nail that darkness And then it won't Show up in the comedy They'll each be in their own Little pocket And that'll make them Each more potent Right, and then on the flip side, while I was focusing more on poetry, I was like, oh, my poetry's losing something because I'm not doing enough stand-up. Mm. 
And so, it, like, they do. Yeah, that they play off each other. They do play off of each other because they are they are pulling they're pulling from a similar source in my like uh, artistic brain, but because they're pulling different uh, resources, sometimes you end up with a deficit, and you're like, oh, I gotta crop rotate, and like <laughs> basically like <laughs> <laughs> creative crop rotation. Yeah. <laughs> It's totally what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from. That's that's dead on. Yeah, yeah that was a, I was not doing well when I was trying to do this stuff, and I was not happy about it. Whoop! Fuck! I missed the turn again. Damn it! <laughs> okay. Couldn't see that one. I got a car right right up my ass. All right. Here. Here. Right? I just need to get this guy. Here. I need to get the cars off my ass so I can turn around. That was the road we wanted to go down. It's right over there, but I'm too many things. Too many things. You guys are distracting me. <laughs> what are you multitasking? Is that is that the thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm at, I'm at my peak of, of tasks. It's too many tasks. Driving, talking, and running the camera equipment. Oh, yeah. well, it's idle now, so we're good. It's all right. We're like six minutes from the drop zone. Five minutes. We'll call it five minutes. Five minutes out. T minus five minutes. Chuck and handicap guy out of an airplane. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I don't even see any canopies out here. We're getting to the drop zone now. We're to the point where we can see it. Oh yeah! Tell the people where are we? We are in Byron, California. Uh, what's uh, what's the place we're jumping? We're jumping from Bay Area Skydiving. Is the name of the organization here Byron Airport and um, yeah if you're just to describe to you guys which is what we see out here we're basically in a nice big flat plain full of tan yellow uh, grass all the way up into the hills big set of hills out to our west towards back towards San Francisco back towards the ocean and other than that it's just a big massive blue sky out here without a single freaking cloud except for that one way over there that's, but that's, that one's not very big yeah <laughs> and that's, we're not gonna count that one yeah that's that's nowhere near where we're jumping so we got a great day perfect day for it we're gonna do a tandem i may get to jump i may not we'll see and then we're gonna we're gonna shoot the shit about some more stuff i'm gonna talk some more about afghanistan and making movies. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I, did I ever tell you about that I was considering this maybe a good ending for a move from reality? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I see how that fits in. Where I get rid of the sad Moby monologue. Yeah. We, give, we do give, this and then... Give the audience an upspin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that playing really well. I don't know if anybody out in the ether is ever going to see my film, if I'm ever going to release it or anything, but if uh, anybody doesn't know, I've, I've filmed my tour to Afghanistan. Well, I mean, it's on YouTube still, right? Nope. Oh, it got taken down? I pulled that shit. Oh. Why'd uh, you pull it? Um, because it's not done. <laughs> I got all the feedback I needed. That's one good version, but it's so close to being a really great film. Like, and being really unique that you know, I, I, I filmed my tour to Afghanistan with like, with what I had, with helmet, helmet cams, a little night vision camera, a little Sony HT7, and uh, just this sort of found footage, personal documentary of Afghanistan is such a unique thing that doesn't exist, and right. a positive experience, that I had a really yeah. good time in Afghanistan. Uh, you know, talking to people about the project, I realized it's something people would really like to see, yeah. and that they, they're not used to seeing, and I think it has some serious value but I think it really the ending sucks right now. 
I mean, I just, I don't want you to not have it up because you don't like how it is right now. Because it's like, it still has value. Like, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, honestly. Because I'm like, no, it should, you should have it up anyway. Well, the problem uh, was that I was having trouble talking to distributors with it public. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I accept like, that. That's... I mean, there was, yeah, there was a practical production reason where it was like, oh, I'm not even allowed to have these conversations with these distributors if it's public. They won't even talk to me. Oh, okay, all right. So I that's, that's different. But that was the other thing is that after pulling it and talking more about it, I was like, I could do better than this. I could do better than this. Well, I mean, a project is never done. It's just due. you got to give yourself a deadline. Cause it's true. And yeah. I'm proud of what's there. It's good as is. Yeah, there's no... There's no being done with a project. Your chair is hitting the computer. I hear that. Sorry about that. All right, we are here at the drop zone, so we are gonna we cut. Made it. We're gonna cut off the audio and the video. We'll catch you kiddos on the flip side of this jump. Anything else? Uh, see you on the other side. See you on the other side. Episode of Jumping with Jackson. I'm Jackson. And Jackson just jumped. I literally just landed. Literally. There's nothing like being back on Mother Earth, going like, yep, I did that, survived that. Sorry, your volume. Sorry, don't yeah, yeah. Yell quite as much. It's pretty good. There's not, yeah. there's not too much stuff uh, in here. Yeah. Um, How'd it go? Tell me about it's it. It's awesome. Uh, I, I didn't get the, uh, the uh, suit, and so I was dr- jumping just in this, and I was like, Oh, it's going to be a little bit chilly. And I was like, oh, it's not bad. It's just warm. It's warm enough. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, I was comfortable. And, like, that that first when you... We exited slightly differently than I did last time. Last time, the guy just kind of stood and, sc- sc- like, squaddled. the door. Yeah. And this time, like, I was on my butt, and then we did it. And that was actually smoother. Like, it felt smoother and, like, you know, my feet are just out the door. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. And it worked. Like, it was awesome. Oh. Hey, man. Oh, thank you. Dude, great job with you, man. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, oh, we'll let's, be back. Uh, let's get going on some AFF. Yeah. Definitely. You got it, man. Right Thank there you. with you, man. Thank I'm you, man. I'm not just saying that. I got 100% confidence in you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. I do. So for those of you who don't know, AFF is Accelerated Freefall Course. What that is is skydiving school. Yeah. So the goal is between this and wind tunnel practice getting to that point. Sorry. Force of habit. I talk with my hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just trying to cut out. I know we're gonna. We're expecting ambient noise. That's part of the ambiance of the podcast. Right. But as little of hitting the mic as we can manage. So one of the things I wanted to touch on for people who haven't been skydiving is there are really three phases of the skydive. There's while you're in the plane, 
and then there's the fall, where you're in free fall, then the parachute's released. Oh, I guess four, and then the actual landing. landing. And, like, they all have very different emotional beats to them, and it's really fun to ride that roller coaster. Yeah. Because, like, it is. It's just, like, you're, you're going up in the plane, and you're like, oh, we're about to do this thing. This is cool. And then, like, you level out, and the, the plastic door flies up, and the first guy goes, and the second guy goes. Then it's your Dude, turn. My heart is already, it's and, already getting me going. Man. Right? And like you're there, and you're you're Even in free, a little closer. You're but quieter. You're you're in you're in free fall. Because I'm trying to cut fighting the we're fighting the wind on the audio here. Right. So the closer we get, and the more that we talk at like a normal voice, the more sure. that the wind stops chopping. So I am also really excited. So it's hard for me to modulate my volume. That sounds great, right uh, there. But uh, so so, yeah, so when you're in fear when you're when yeah. you're in free fall, you're not afraid because it's too surreal. Like you do. Ha- like I personally have to remember to yell. Not in a scared yell, but a victorious yell, so that I remember to like take that huge deep breath, so that I'm yeah. in it. Because like when you don't yell, like the second time I went, I kind of forgot to yell for like half a second, and I was like, "This is less fun." And I was like, "Oh right, that victorious like yeah," and I was like, "Oh right, that breathing, that like be in the breath of the moment," and like then you're in free fall, and then like the parachute's released. And actually, it wasn't as bad this time. Like, I didn't get the, like, nut pinch that I got yeah, last time. You get slammed. So it was just like, oh, yeah, no, I expected, like, I think it was the body position of my instructor. Like, I kind of knew. I was like, oh, the parachute's about to be released. And I was ready for it. Um, it wasn't as much of a surprise. And then when you're in the parachute, you're just like, yeah, this is chill. Like, I'm yeah. just like. Under canopy is I'm awesome. just cruising. And, like, I see the pretty and, like. When, so far. I mean, you're up at, what, 5,000 feet when you pull? Yeah. So 5,000 feet with nothing between your feet and the to the yeah. ground, all the way to the ground. It's just, it's just, you, just you in the sky. It's you in the sky, and man, it's it's a wonderful thing. And then as you get closer and closer to the ground, you're like, oh, I have to land. Okay, okay, this is a different experience. Okay, yes, <laughs> there is. Like, I was like, how do I? What do I do with my feet? Okay, it, point like I had plan A and plan B, and I ended up going with plan B, which was stick my feet out as far as I could and and slide in, uh, and it worked. Uh, yeah, I tried and to. Get, I was struggling with focus, trying to get the shot. As like credit, credit to my instructor. Like the landing was aces. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, getting a little windy out here too, but yeah. I hope you get to jump, man. Yeah, that's like, that's what we're waiting on. The next one is I'm going to be under my own canopy for the first time since 2013. Five, yeah. four, almost five years. Nice, man. Nice. And I'm a little nervous, but I've gone over everything a couple times, and I think they're going to. Nerves is just respecting the thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, and, and, and you know, it's not, it's not perfectly ideal conditions. This dog is just, <laughs> the dog is sitting on my lap, and she's just doesn't want to get off. But anyway, yeah, but yeah. it's not. It's a twenty. We're getting close to twenty mile an hour winds, and that's where they don't let students jump anymore. Gotcha. And so, yeah, really being aware. You don't want to like put your put yourself on the side of this building or something. Right. <laughs> those are the, that's you know those are the things that get hurt. As long as you land in the field and you don't smack into the ground, you should be all right. Yeah. I mean, when he was letting me do a couple turns, I was like, okay, I need to work out. Yeah. Like I need I need more. Like skydiving is a great workout, but it's also a great excuse to work out. Hey, like, any excuse? Because you're like, oh, I need to be in better shape so I can do this. Like this is gonna be this is work. Like. I'll take whatever excuse I can get. Like that, those five minutes, you're you're working your body the entire time, like yeah. getting in the right position, stay in the right position. Uh, five minutes, it's only thirty seconds. A <laughs> free fall. Yeah, and then you're under the canopy, which is not effortless. You're still yeah. you're still working, especially if you're holding that parachute and and turning it and playing. 
that's work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the what the force is, but you're definitely lifting some weight when you're pulling down on that, making those left turns work, or right yeah. turns. You know. Whole thing is effort. Yeah. So one of the things we didn't bring up in the car, I figure we may as well do now. Sure. God. Oh. I mean, like, I don't know. I hope he exists. I'm doubtful. Like, that's where I'm at with my faith. Like, I'm like, if God exists, that'd be great. That'd be super. Like, if I get to die and know all the mysteries of the universe, I'm going to be stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I believe in, or I want to believe in God, or I do believe in God. Some some days are different. But, like, because I want to know all the mysteries of the universe. To me, that's appealing. And, like, maybe God exists, maybe he doesn't. But apparently the Pope says hell isn't a thing anymore. And Jews say hell isn't a thing. So, like, hell's not a thing. I think hell exists on Earth. Well, I mean, suffering exists on Earth. Right. And uh, that's the thing, isn't it? But, like, okay, so that's different. Like, the idea of punishment for misdeeds on Earth as the thing. And it's like, no, no, just be a good person because you should be a good person. Like, that's a much better, like, world to me, personally. Like, I think the idea of hell and punishment is really, has, has been historically pretty toxic. For a lot of a lot of people, and for yeah. a lot of reasons. I th- well, I think it's historically it's led to a lot of violence and nihilism and, and yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're, you're projecting the sins of yourself onto somebody else and going, oh, that person's the evil. Let's go kill that person. Right. And, well, and yeah. when 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 religion is boiled down to its base, it's like love people, be good, and we've been killing each other ever since trying to figure out what that means. Yeah. And that. Yeah, that's not good. But, like, when you talk to people who are actually, like, knowledgeable about their faith and they're like, no, it's all the same. Like, it's all it's all fundamentally similar stuff. And, like, so, like, yeah. I mean, find find happiness wherever you find it. If you find it in God, cool. Uh, I personally, like, I'd like to get back to a place where I have faith. Right now it's pretty lapsed. And I'm like, I hope God exists. And that's as far as I am. Like, I'm like, that'd be cool. It'd be cool if he is there. I'm not stressing if he's not. Because, yeah. um, like... We blink out of existence or we go to heaven. Either way, cool. I'm comfortable. Yeah. That's the thing is I've been thinking about it a lot in terms of living rightly, living correctly, being good, what defining that and figuring out what that is and, and, and being able to follow that. And I, that was the tie-in to the, to the skydiving uh, is that... But again, skydiving is super safe. You're very unlikely to die while skydiving. Yeah. So, like, it is... It is but like, it's not about the death part. Yeah. It's about the decision making. Like when you're up in the sky and you have to decide. Your decisions fundamentally matter. I think that right. that is an interesting thing. Most people, as their day to day life, their day to day decisions don't matter. Yeah, like it doesn't at matter. all. To even to their own survival, it doesn't matter. Like they're not going to do anything that risky. They're not going to do anything that important. Um, but when we do, that's when people start like feeling like, oh, you've impressed me. You did the thing. And like, look at how impressive you are. It's like, no, I'm just living my life because I have to do this. Like, this is how I have to live to feel okay. Uh, and like, if you don't, cool. You're lucky. You're one of the lucky ones. You can just like put your nose to the grindstone and be happy putting your nose to the grindstone. And then go to a there, nine to five and do this shit like that. Yeah, there, that. there are other people who have to do the weird, the weird shit and they have to live. And I'm one of those have to live type people. Woo! Uh, so, you know. Right there I, with you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if uh, if fear of death stops you from living your life, then that's ironic, stupid. I don't know what word to use there, but it's not. Bad. It's bad. It's negative. A negative thing. It's not a good thing. It's a negative. I will put that in the negative column. Yes. Like, yes. fear of death should not stop you from living. Fear of death should give you the respect for the things that might kill you. 
And if you still want to do the thing that's risky, that's scary, actually doing the things that's scary is important. One of the things about art is that someone asked me once, What's, what do you joke about? And I go, well, the most important things are things I try to write jokes about. Because if you can turn a serious thing into something funny, then someone who wouldn't have a conversation about it, wouldn't talk about it, can laugh at your joke and maybe, just maybe, have a conversation about the thing they're uncomfortable with. Yeah. Uh, or even come to some better understanding of it because you're able to say some truth and they're allowed to laugh at that truth and it exposes some part of something that they, yeah, that they may, they may not have been exposed to, but and they may have been avoided being exposed to because it made them uncomfortable. If but because we were, you let them laugh, then now they're able if, to listen. If we were perfect at articulating our ideas, we never would have invented art. So I guess I'm kind of glad we're not perfect at articulating our ideas because I'm glad art exists. That's that sounds perfectly accurate. Yeah. Well, geez, I think we pretty much got it. Thanks. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? You just want to tell people, uh, hey, tune hey, in next time. Yeah, tune in next time. I'm really excited about our next few interviews. They're really good friends of mine. I'm excited. And we're uh, going to have... Uh, Dre is tentatively our... our What's his name? What yeah, we're, get, we're, we're getting get Dre uh, to do... Dre what? Uh, what is Dre's last name? You don't know? <laughs> I, I'm blanking. I don't... Like, All right, well, we're going to have Dre, and Dre is a comic. Uh, he's a poet. A poet. A poet. Uh, okay. He also... Uh, poet rapper he has a non-profit he does a bunch of stuff like okay, i can't cool. even list all the things he does but he's good dude and i'm really excited to throw him out of an airplane all right and yeah tune right. into that episode tune into that episode this is gonna be the first time we throw somebody that's yeah. not one or two of us out of planes so that'll be the uh what do you call that because like this is the pilot episode i like that'll calling be the inaugural episode yeah like this is like episode zero and that'll be episode one yeah. like this there is you go. yeah all right man all right that's that thanks Bye. hey see you